Hey, 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 everybody. What's up? And welcome to the 2023 year in review. This year, I'm doing it live on YouTube. So if you're joining live, hey, and welcome. And thank you for joining. Um, probably going to put this up on the podcast for people who want to listen to me rambling, because today is definitely going to be rambling. Uh, in previous years, if you've watched previous yearly reviews, I had like fancy presentations. Today, I just have kind of like storytelling time. Uh, so I'm just going to rumble here. And if you're here live, that's awesome. Thank you for joining. And uh, you'll be able to hopefully interrupt me and ask questions and stuff like that. So let's get into it. Let's do this. First of all, let's do kind of like a recap, you know, previously on Lost. For those of you who haven't watched the who, who basically not maybe you're new here on the channel, and you don't know me and my story. So uh, I've been doing these we yearly reviews since 2016, when I started my YouTube channel and I basically wanted to share how much money I was doing uh, as a freelancer to kind of like share transparently. Uh, I thought it would be helpful for other freelancers to know what's possible and how to do this. So I started doing this uh, and in 20, I guess 2019 or 2020, my business shifted into selling courses and education. So, I, and I kept doing these yearly reviews. Now they're less about money, although I do talk about how much money we did, uh, but more about what we did and what we're planning to do and what I learned and the mistakes I've had. Um, it's kind of like a board meeting with you, the audience and the students of Flux Academy. You're kind of like the board, right? If, if you're not here buying our courses, I can't do this. I don't have the money to sit here and, and ramble and talk about web design and teach you. Uh, so it's, it's for you and I want you to know what's going on behind the scenes um, and try to, to keep it raw and you know real. Uh, it's not sometimes, you know, there's difficulties, obviously. <laughs> so, and that, okay. So how did we get here? So I was freelancing, as I said, and for a very, uh, for a long period of time for like, I think 10 years in a row, I kept growing and growing and kind of grow, growing rapidly. So my, you know, my rates and the money I was making, I almost doubled my revenue every year for, I think 10 years in a row. And that was like crazy and very fun. And you've been part of that ride. And I think we basically, the, the last time I doubled my rate was, uh, or the revenue I did was in 2020. And after 2020, I kept on growing, but it was very it, much slower, right? And so if you've watched the yearly reviews of 2021 and 2022, I'm like, oh, it was so difficult. We did so many things and we've made mistakes and we didn't manage, or we managed to grow only slightly and we're not profitable anymore. So the, <laughs> that's kind of like what happened in the last few years. And I was looking at the yearly review from last year and the thumbnail says, the toughest year. And I was looking at it, you know, with everything that happened in 2023. And I was thought, that's funny. <laughs> if I thought the toughest year was last year, what will I say this year? And it reminded me of the joke of, you know, if you're a designer, you might have, it's kind of like a design cliche to never write final on the file, because then there's like final, final or final two or really, really final because it's never really the final, the last iteration, the last client iteration, the last file. I feel like, oh, so now it's like toughest, toughest or really toughest or, oh, this is really toughest or toughest number two. So I will never say the toughest year again, because I never know, I guess, <laughs> when did I hit rock bottom of tough year, but definitely this year has been very tough. 
and you know I'll share everything that happened um, here. So let's get started. First of all, this year I turned forty, which you know uh, is when you're due for midlife crisis, as they say. And I did have a crisis. Now I there's a lot of things that happened. Some of them external. Some of them some of the in external things that happened triggered internal crises. And I, so I don't know if it's because I was 40 that I had these crises maybe, or what would happen if this was another year. But yeah, this, I was 40 and I had some crises. Um, but I feel like now at the end of the year, I came out of it stronger. So yeah, so let's start diving into it. This year, was the first year after all of this 10 years of growth where I actually did not make, it's not me, Flux Academy, the company did not make more money than we made last year. Actually, we made less money than last year. So I, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think last year ended up at, I think 1.7 or $1.8 million uh, in revenue for the year. And this year, um, I think it's somewhere around 1.6. Um, I haven't seen the, I've got the, <laughs> the meeting with Noah, my wife about finance tomorrow. So I, I don't have the final, final number, but I think it's somewhere around $1.6 million. Um, so it's actually less money uh, than last year, maybe around 20% less money than last year. Um, we've also happened to, in a way, decrease revenue. So it's, last year we've been, basically broke, you know, breaking even. And this year, even though we've made less money, we're still breaking even. So I guess we didn't lose money. So we still have a little bit of money in the bank. We paid, you know, obviously all of our employees and people who work with us. And we also paid for ourselves. And it's also worth mentioning that we last year, uh, I think I shared this on the last year episode, but last year um, we bought a house and we took kind of like a mortgage, uh, which is pretty high. And so I've actually increased my salary because at the end of the day, I'm getting a salary. It is a high salary, but I'm getting a salary from the business. I think the salary, I'm not 100% sure what is my salary actually. I think my salary is around 300K uh, US dollar. Um, but we kind of raised it up a little bit, I think to, to around $300,000 a year because we had a you know, an expensive mortgage, and not to mention that this year interest rates uh, went up, so mortgage payment went up. But, you know, so when I'm saying we break break even, meaning I'm still taking home 300K and paying my mortgage and paying for my lifestyle, which is great. I'm, I'm happy I have everything that I need, but the business as a business does not, does, doesn't have, doesn't increase its saving, right? Uh, doesn't have any profit on top of that. So that's kind of like the, the financial, uh, bottom line, but let's talk about how we got there and what happened. So at the beginning of the year, um, we followed up on our plan, which I shared on the previous yearly review, which was to release a portfolio course, which we called seven day portfolio course, um, and another course called freelance ignite. The idea was to create two smaller courses. Uh, we had an assumption that maybe if we do smaller courses at a lower price point that would allow more people to do them and that would resonate more with people. So we wanted to check different style of courses at a different price point. And so we released in February, released the seven day portfolio course. And in March, I think we released the freelancing ignite, which we did with Gigi, who is an amazing creator. Um, what happened was we didn't get as much traction for these courses 
as much as we thought. So it was kind of like number one, disappointing financially. The other thing we realized is we worked on these courses just as hard as we're working on a, what you would call like a full on flagship course, which we charge like $700 for. And so we had the same amount of effort and cost structure to create this course, but because we priced it at a lower price point, we couldn't recap, you know, our investment in the course. And so we realized, okay, these courses are not doing too well. And the, the, the third course that we had planned up for the year was UX UI course, which is basically in essence, product design course. Um, and again, the, the reason that we had these planned is because I had this vision of design school and I wanted to have like a, a branding course and a web design course and a product design course and have everything that you need in a, in a design school. Right? So we basically, the, what, what we usually do before we release courses is we validate them with the audience or with our students. We ask them, do you want this course? If so, what do you need in this course? Would you buy it now, by the way, the first mistakes we, that we did with the first two courses that I've mentioned is that we didn't validate them. I had this gut feeling of, oh, everybody is, you know, uh, everybody is stuck with their portfolio. Everybody wants to create a new portfolio. And everybody, there's so many people getting started with freelancing and they need to find the first client. So there, there must be need for these, right? And I forgot or got too arrogant. So forgot to validate whether there's actual demand for these courses. Um, okay, so we learned from that mistake, right? Uh, so for the UX UI course, I was like, okay, let's validate it. You know, started talking and sending email to our students about it, and it didn't get traction at all. Meaning, people were like, no, we're not really interested in learning product design and UX UI course. And that was number one disappointing. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, so what do we do instead? If this is not what we're my vision or the way that I thought we're going is not getting traction, is not resonating with people. And then basically it was the first quarter, the end of the first quarter of the year, and all of these things happened together, meaning we released two new courses that didn't resonate. The, the plan for the next quarter course was validated, meaning our plans for the next quarter are also kind of like scratched, rethink about it. And just in general, the, the financial results of the first quarter were much worse than we expected. So that triggered a crisis. Uh, number one, uh, number one for me, it's, uh, a lot of time cash flow, meaning when we don't have as much cash as we need, we still have the expenses, but if the, you know, if we get less, less revenue, it immediately trag triggers like panic attack and stress for me. So at the end of the quarter, I was having panic attack and I was stressing and, and I basically realized, and we, you know, we did this with the whole team. We're sit sitting together and understanding, okay, something is not working. So we're going in a wrong direction. Like you can see it in the trend that this is not going well, right? We're not on, we're not in the right direction. And so I had basically two things that I was trying to do in the same time. Number one, figure out like the business strategy. But the other thing is a little bit more personal. Me being in panic attacks and stressing out and feeling so bad and burned out, I basically said, look, you know, I got to solve this. I got to realize why I'm feeling so bad 
and I got to fix this because if I don't fix this, how I'm feeling, I'm not going to be able to keep on doing this, right? I'm not having fun when I'm stressed out about money and about everything that's going on in the business. And if I don't figure out how can I keep doing this, how can I keep doing the work and enjoying it and, and uh, yeah, without stressing too much, without suffering, I have to solve this with myself because we can fix the business strategy, right? In a way, business is easy, right? You can you can come up with a new business strategy and try to do something else, change something. But if I don't change something within me, um, then then everything is going to crash, right? I wouldn't want to just keep running this company and everything is going to go downhill. So that led me. Sorry, I'm going to take like drinks breaks in the middle. So that led me into, you know, reading and treatment and like psychologists and like trying to figure out, trying to dive deep into myself, into understanding why am I feeling so bad? Like what's, is it really like cash flow? What happens? What happens if, you know, uh, you don't have money. Okay, you have to close the business. What would happen then? Would like, are you going to be poor? Are they going to throw you from your house? Like, what is the, what is the anxiety, right? Because it's it's anxiety, and you have to like figure out where is it coming from. And so I did all of this deep work, which again I <laughs> attacked it from multiple multiple places. I did like an online course about you know a psychology online course, and I went to a therapist, and I did a bunch of things together, and I came out with multiple, I think, strong insights about things and beliefs that I had that were causing me to feel bad. Um, the, number, the, the number one thing was that I was so growth-oriented, meaning I thought that if I'm not growing, that means I'm a loser, right? And I would, and it's funny because, you know, I was listening to a podcast about some other business owner who was telling kind of like a similar story about how she grew and grew and grew. And at some point she struggled with growing her business. And then she decided, wait, I actually don't need to grow this business. I'm okay where it is. Like, I'm okay with how much money I'm making. I'm okay with it. And immediately as I was listening to this podcast, the first thought that like jumped into my head was, oh my gosh, she's a loser. She can't grow her business, so now she's making up stories about why she's okay with it just because she couldn't fix her business, right? So, and then I realized, oh, I'm thinking about her that she's a loser, and I'm also thinking about myself that I'm a loser because I can't keep growing since, you know, since COVID, which we kind of like grew rapidly. Since then, I wasn't able to continuing on growing rapidly, and I carry around this shame and, and, you know, guilt about being a, a bad business owner. You know nothing about business. You're not worth it. You're like, how can you call yourself whatever, an entrepreneur, a business owner? So I realized that. And then I was like, wait, is it, do you really need to grow? Why? You're, you're making a lot of money. You bought the house of your dreams. You can basically afford anything you want. Why is it so important like to keep on growing? Who do you need to impress? Like you're, you're serving your audience, you're serving your students, uh, you're, you know, you're with the, your family has everything that they need. Why is it so important? Why is it worth kind of like suffering on it? 
So that was kind of like the first thing that I realized and I tr started to shift my mindset heavily. The other thing was uh, I realized that there was, look, some of you know the story um, that I actually stumbled into this business, right? Previously, I was freelancing and I had this other SaaS company, Prospero, which we tried to, you know, create a tool for freelancer for proposals that didn't pick up and, you know, we moved on from it. And I basically, you know, I needed money. So I did a poll on Instagram, which course should I do? Webflow course um, or, or a logo design course. And people voted for Webflow. So I just randomly did it. And then and it, and it exploded because it was the first Webflow course on the market. It wasn't part of a grand strategic scheme to become the the Webflow guy, you know, on the internet teaching people every everybody Webflow. I just stumbled upon it, and in some way, I resented myself for being the Webflow guy because, in my previous mindset, um, I was like, design is very important. Design is more important than the tools, right? You, the design and the strategy are really what's important. The ideas and the creativity and Webflow is, a, is just a tool that helps you execute on it, right? It doesn't, it, it's not as important. And I'm looking at how I structured my business, you know, I created a Webflow course and the minute that I created my Webflow course, I started telling my students, yeah, yeah, you can build with Webflow, but look, you're not designing great website. Let me teach you web design. And then wait, 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 you're designing websites, but you don't know how to run your business. Let me t t teach you about the business side of freelancing. In essence, ever since I've done something successful, which is to teach people how to do web, uh, how to how to use Webflow, in a way, I was trying to run away from it. It's like I want to diversify. I don't want to be stuck on this one thing, right? Um, and I want to I, I I want to be I don't want to be a Webflow school. I want to be a design school, right? Which is what led me into doing all of these courses that turned out a lot of them didn't actually resonate with people. And if you look at, you know, what people who come to us buy, most of them, the first course that they buy with us is the Webflow Masterclass. And they're basically, the world is telling me what it wants from me, teach Webflow, teach web design. And I'm trying to run away from it because in a way I'm judging it and I'm saying, no, no, it's not good enough. Right. Um, and I have all these voices in my head that tell me, no, nah, 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 you're only teaching web design or you're only teaching Webflow because you're not a good enough designer or something like this. I have these voices in my head that kind of lead me astray from doing what is obvious for the company, um, which is teach Webflow. And I was in a way, since I started this company, I, what I try to do is run away from the company. <laughs> No, I need to build a company that is not dependent on me. So let me create a team of a lot of different, uh, you know, a lot of different creators on the channel and a lot of different, you know, instructors on our courses. Although if you look at the views on a YouTube channel and stuff like that, you will see that most people are actually happy to see me. And I'm not saying we have great content creators on our channel who are amazing and amazing instructors on our courses, but I realized that the reason that I was trying to bring in other people was because I was trying to run away from actually doing the work, right? Which is make videos, teach people how to design websites, <laughs> teach them about the new features of Webflow, 
I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. And I was after, and after I realized this, after I had, I had these insights, I was like, wow, you're like a little kid, right? <laughs> like grow up and do the work, like do the work. And it's, Webflow is a wonderful thing and you've built a wonderful company. Uh, just go ahead and do the work and teach people. It turns out that this is what you're good at. So stop judging yourself. Oh, there's this saying, oh, those who teach are those who can't do or something like that. So I'm judging myself. It's not good enough to be a, you know, to be a teacher. So instead of having all of these stupid thoughts in your head, you know, realize that you've got an amazing company. You've got a made your students are amazing. Your audience are amazing. Give them what you're good at, which is teaching people. Um, yeah. And stop, stop whining about it. So this is, um, this was, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can get it at this point, but this was kind of like very, very strong realization about me actually, because of issues that I have with myself, kind of like taking the company in the wrong direction and fighting against myself and against the market and against everything that's, that's actually working. So all of this kind of like thinking happened after the end of the first quarter. And that led to a lot of, you know, rethinking our strategy together with our team. And, and I have to say, they, they've been amazing, mainly uh, Burak and Kaya, Burak who runs our marketing and Kaya who runs our um, support and community and mentoring. Um, because it's very difficult to shift strategy and change what you're doing midway you know, if you're signing up to work at a company and then a few days later, it's like, oh, we are changing, you know, this company and we have to change everything. It's very, very difficult for for team members to adjust. Uh, and they, they've been so amazing and helped us through this period. Uh, also, of course, it's, you know, it's scary. Oh, if the company is not making enough money, what am I, I going to be fired? So it's it's stressful for team members. Um, and, and they've been so awesome. So super, super grateful to have, um, amazing team. And so we did a lot of strategy work and we decided on basically three, instead of calling it strategy, we decided let's call it bets, right? Let's make some, some bets and see if these bets work. And actually I have these bets actually right written here on, on the board, the three big bets that you can see here. And the bets were number one, technical courses. So obviously what people want from me and from Flux is for us to teach them web design software, right? Yes, principles are important. Yes, process is important, but people want to learn software with us. So we need to double down on Webflow. We need to double down on Figma, which is everybody's been asking us for years, where's your Figma course? And we're like, and again, our most popular video, by the way, this year, is the crash course to Figma, which got like a million views this year alone. Okay. So, and people were asking me, Ron, where's your Figma course? And I was like, oh, Figma course, there's like gazillion Figma courses. Why would we want to do a Figma course? And the answer is because people want to learn with Flux, right? So, okay, let's focus on software, web design software courses. So focus on double down on Webflow to kind of solidify yourself as the best Webflow course on the internet. Uh, do a Figma course and do a framework course because the whole design community was super excited about Framer. So that's bet number one for the strategy. Let's produce, instead of you were planning to do a UX UI course and that, 
do software courses and see if they resonate with people. And I have to say, because we did this in the rest of the year, we did release a Figma course with Maddie, um, and we did release a framework course with Ryan. And I can say they resonate with people. So that's that was a good call. Like, yes, that's what people want to see from you. So focus on that. The other bet that we had was we were trying to think, okay, you know, with AI and everything, maybe a lot of things are going to be, I don't know if automated, but for example, you know, ChatGPT, I even use ChatGPT for web a lot of times when I, I'm not sure how to do something or I need a custom code or I'm not, something is not working. I'm, I'm going to ChatGPT and it actually helps me solve it. So I was like, okay, if this is just the beginning and we can imagine that in two, three years, maybe a lot of people, you know, would be using, I don't know, probably online courses are going to stay a thing, but maybe it's going to be different, right? And what I think is really, really strong with the team that we've built is the people, right? So we've got a team of mentors and the feedback, the personal feedback, they're recording Loom video for our students and the personal feedback that they're giving them is such a unique thing and such a helpful thing for them that what I basically said is, let's try and double down on the human side of things, right? So let's, how, let's try to create something that has more high touch with us working with our students instead of just them watching videos. Let's try to create a little bit more high touch experience. And we came up with the idea of studio experience. Some of you might have heard this, um, which basically, um, and again, and again, life is funny somehow because um, you have an idea and then life just happens to create that idea. So the idea that we had is like, let's bring in a client and let's take a group of students and we mentor them to work on the project together as if there's a, a studio in flux. And um, yeah, we get to, they get to work on a real client project and we get to mentor them. And also we can make a documentary about this and we can create kind of like, uh, like a reality show of, you know, who's gonna be the designer that they picked and so forth. The week that we thought about this idea, we got an email from Hacksmith, which is one of the biggest YouTube channels. They got 14 million subscribers. Like, hey, would you like to design, you know, our website? And I was like, you know what? I got an idea for you. We're not gonna do it, but our students are gonna do it. And I basically sold them on the idea. And they were like, um, amazing, let's do it. And I reached out to Webflow and I was like, hey, would you like to sponsor a documentary about us building a, a website? for, you know, for a big YouTube channel. And they were like, we're on board, let's do that. So that was something that we did. And again, this is an experiment. We didn't really know what's going to be the business model around that. Um, in this case, just for complete transparency, the client didn't pay us anything. Um, what Webflow, uh, we had to pay as Flux, we had to pay obviously our mentors. So we had Matt and Fungi, uh, from our team as two team leaders. So we had to pay them to do this, like basically like agency, lead projects in an agency for three months. The project was three months. So we had to pay them, we had to pay the editor. So basically the money that we got from uh, Webflow basically went to paying them. And we, and the, we charged the students, we had 10 students and we charged them, I think it was $500, I'm not sure, to, to be in the program and get kind of like the mentorship and, and, and be on, on the documentary and everything. So 
looking at it, I'm, now I'm trying to think, oh, did this bet work out? Was this uh, successful? Was it not? First of all, the project was successful. Uh, the students did amazing work and they were all very happy, I think, about being part of the program. If you haven't seen the documentary, I think tomorrow, the last episode goes live. Um, so we're, we're releasing the documentary, uh, not tomorrow, but Friday. Every There's five episodes in the documentary. Uh, every Friday, there's an episode goes live. And I think this Friday is the last episode. Um, so the students were happy. The clients were happy. Um, we enjoyed it. But again, for us, it wasn't profitable. We didn't make up a lot of money for it, right? Because it was just like 10 students. So it's not a lot of money. Um, it was a lot of our attention and efforts. So, and it was very difficult to kind of like to manage. So will we do this again? I don't know. We haven't figured out kind of like a sustainable business model around this. Um, but I, I, you know, I had a great time doing this and I think the students had a great time. And I think it's always important to experiment with new models and see and try to innovate and try to do something new. Um, and again, our goal with this was to double down on the human aspects in Flux. Uh, on top of that, we basically also changed kind of like the the model uh, of how we do the mentoring and who gets the personal mentoring. And now we've got a program, All Access, that if you want to get the mentoring, basically now if you buy the course, you get, I think, eight weeks of mentoring. And if you want to extend, you can either pay a subscription or you can buy the all access program, which is a yearly program that gives you access to all of our courses and the mentoring for a year. So we basically, again, trying to double down on how important the mentoring is and, um, and the office hours with me. And yeah, so trying to double down on the human side of thing. The third bet that we wanted to do, which honestly we didn't get to do, um, was the try to find new new markets for Webflow. So obviously we're, we're creating a lot of content for designers here on YouTube, but there's a lot of other people who might be interested in Webflow or doing career transition in Webflow who never hear about us. Um, and we wanna find ways to get to them. This is something that we didn't get to do this year, but we will try to do more of um, next year. So again, going back to what we realized, we realized we're very strong. We have a very strong position in the Webflow space. Let's double down on that. Um, okay. Let me, let me review the comments for a second, drink some water, and uh, then we'll continue with the story. Okay, I'm seeing your comments. Maybe we'll tackle some of them in the in the end. Uh, a lot more free Figma content is coming. Uh, Justin, I see your comment about having students have a uh, bigger discount for the courses. And this is something definitely that's on our radar uh, as well. Um, and more guides for beginners are, are coming definitely very, very soon. <clears throat> All right, so some of the things I'm learning that I, I, I learned 
uh, yeah, I've basically shared that I was running away from uh, Webflow. I was running away from teaching that I thought that if I'm not growing, I'm a loser. Uh, I was driving the business in the wrong direction. We've made the new bets. All right. So these were kind of like the things that happened after the, the first quarter crisis, you can say. Uh, and by the way, this is one of the most significant things, personal things that happened to me in this year because I'm now enjoying work much, much more because I'm not fighting with myself anymore. I now fully embrace my business and my work and I'm not trying to run away from it. I'm not trying to say, oh, I want to make as much money so that I can uh, stay on a beach somewhere and not work. No, I'm now, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to work because work is important and it's meaningful. And I'm just, I, I hope I can keep working until old age and now I'm happy, uh, happy doing the work, right? So it's very, very meaningful and significantly improved my well-being, you can say. Uh, we're also working on a new website, uh, which is something that I definitely, you know, our current website is up since 2000. So it's over three years old now. Uh, and I was very frustrated that it doesn't look very good, that it loads slowly. And this year we started working uh, on a new website. It was supposed to be launched around October, but we'll talk in a second about what happened in October. But it's anyway, it's delayed, um, but it's beautiful. Uh, we've been working with a designer named Lee. We'll do a huge case study. Uh, it's kind of like a brand update and a complete redesign. And we've built it all with components so that, you know, uh, it's going to be very easy to maintain and build new, uh, new pages on the website. I'm very excited about this project. And um, Hopefully, it will launch in February. So that brings us to October, <laughs> um, which <laughs> so let me let me some, some or maybe most of you know what happened, what's going on, but I'll share anyway. In, in September is like the Jewish holiday. So there is a big kind of like holiday and we went to Thailand with the family and we came back a little before the end of the holidays because my sister was getting married. So my sister got married on October 6th. So we came back to Israel uh, from Thailand on October 5th. We came back. A day later, uh, my sister got married. And then a day later, on October 7th, uh, the the war started basically <laughs> i'm not going to get into details it's very hard for me and depressing but there was a for those of you who might not know uh, on october 7th there was a huge huge terrorist attack thousands of terrorists got into israel and murdered massacred uh thousands of people uh 1400 people and unfortunately, uh, my wife's family has been a uh, few of these people. So her her, par her parents, her brother, and her aunt were murdered. Um, so again, just to give you the context, got back from Thailand after an amazing vacation on Thursday. Sister got married on Friday. Really fun, fun wedding which 
uh, my wife's parent and brother attended. And from there, they continued to, um, to the kibbutz where potentially we, we, we could have, we, we were th- supposed to go there on Saturday morning. So Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, the day when it all happened, we were supposed to go there. Uh, we almost, you know, potentially could send our kids a day before. It's like, it's so, it's so random because I could have been not being here right now. Um, or my kids or my wife or it's uh, it's so well maybe I'll get to that in the learning but that happened so obviously not obviously but for the next almost two months um, it was very very difficult i didn't really work my wife again i don't want to get into the the details are so horrible but i'll just say this for context just so you, so that you know we didn't get confirmation that they were murdered for 10 days because there were so many bodies that it was just a, a logistical huge mess to try to identify all the bodies. So for 10 days, you're like sitting, you you know that they're dead, but you're maybe they've been kidnapped and you it's just like horrible, horrible situation. And so basically my wife was completely out for um for at least two months and I had to take care of first the kids um and and then the business and also be mindful it's like there's war so there's no school there's alarm so you have to run to the shelter all the time so it's on the one hand it's impossible to work on the other hand um as I've mentioned if we don't maintain what needs to happen. We have a cash flow problem, right? We were supposed to launch the new Webflow Masterclass, which we did. And I was so happy because I worked very hard to complete the production of the course before I went to Thailand. So by the time I came back, I, my team were, were able to launch it completely without me. So for a, almost two months, I was not very productive at all um and the the and things were okay that that's the that's the great news that's also one of the big revelations for me this year i almost didn't work for two months and my team were so amazing and they did everything and everything was great and so we launched the webflow mass class which was great and then we had black friday which was our best black friday ever so to recap, we basically ending the year on a good note. So if I kind of look at this from the top view, we started the year realizing we're going down. So there was kind of like a crisis moment where we realized we changed direction and then we, you have to work to produce the new courses to try to execute on these new ideas. And only at the end of the year could we see 
Oh, actually, um, actually things are working. So it's we're getting into the right direction. We we've basically changed the ship, and we're we're ending the year on a on a good note. So let me review some of the comments. Um, Okay, let, let me lead into what I've learned from all of these. So the, the first thing that I've learned is that, you know, I had a plan of everything that we need to do to this year, right? We need to release uh, three or four new courses and we need to update one of our courses. I need to hire a marketing manager. I, need, da, 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 da. I had a list of, you know, my goals for the year. I achieved all of them and the results, like the financial results, were very far from what I predicted. So what I want to say is this, you can achieve everything that you wanted to achieve and still not hit the goals. Uh, the only thing that we control is what we do. We don't really know what's going to happen. The, the results are... Of course, they're affected by what we do, but they're also affected by many other things, right? Like uh, economic recession, like there's a new competitor, like there's so many things that are happening. So again, and you, so you can't attach yourself too much to the goal of, oh, I need to make this much money. You can't, because you can't control that. You can say, I'm going to do uh, seven videos. I'm going to do posts. I'm going to create this project. You control what you can do and you can hope or try to say, I hope that if I do X and Y, Z will happen. But remember, you've got, you don't control Z. And so I'm not saying don't be disappointed, but again, just the clarity around you not really controlling the, the outcomes. And again, the, <laughs> This leads to the to the second thing, which is a combination of what happens in the business and our personal tragedy is you understand how many things are outside of your control. The good things and the bad things, right? Me being successful with the Webflow course. Yeah, of course, I did the Webflow course, of course, but I was also happened to be in the right place at the right time, riding the wave. And so I, in, in a lot of senses, these things were not up to me. They were, I was just lucky in that sense. Um, and the bad things as well, if there's a recession uh, or if there's a new competitor or if people have less money to spend, that's going to affect me, although I didn't create it. So I can't be mad at myself about this. Um, and also, and also um, again, what happened with our personal strategy? That's outside of our control. And that's, in a way, after that happens to you, I'm like, you know, you're, <laughs> I love this quote that says, I spent all of my life worried about things that never happen. Like you worry about this one thing and then life slaps you in the face from a different direction. So to me, that basically says there's no, there's no point in worrying anyway. <laughs> it, it didn't help me. It wouldn't have helped me anyway. 
So, and, and I couldn't avoid this. And I couldn't, the reason I am alive and not dead is not because I'm smart or I made the right choice. It's just, you can call it luck, destiny, um, whatever, fate. It doesn't matter, randomness. You can call it whatever you want, but it's outside of my control. So it's true for being alive. It's also, in essence, true for my business success. I can try to do the best that I can, and I'm trying to do the best that I can, but I don't have a lot of control about the outcome, right? A lot of things are outside of my control, and that really helps me to focus on right now. Just, I'm here right now, what is the next step that I wanna do? It's very difficult for me now to think about what would happen in a year, what would happen in five years, I don't know. You know, I think this started in COVID when I realized, um, yeah, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to just leave in a way day by day or something like that. It's not really day by day, but it's just like, this is what I have to do today. And I'm just going to do the best that I can today and not worry too much about what happens. Um, and also, you know, as I've mentioned, you can't run away or it's stupid to try to run away from your, you can call it destiny, dharma, whatever you want to call it, faith. Um, you can't run away from it. It's like, oh, are you going to, you know, leave Israel to try to be safer somewhere else? Okay. And then I'm going to get crossed by a car randomly somewhere else. It's like, you know, uh, it's all the, the Greek mythology about the people trying to run away from destiny just to, you know, um, Oedipus or whoever, you, you try to run away from destiny and we'll catch you somewhere else or on the flip side. And it's the same with, as I've mentioned about me, you know, teaching on YouTube. I can't try away running away from this or I've in a way tried to run away from this, but why? It's not, it's, it's stupid. Um, this is your role. I don't know why. It's not something that I ever imagined like 10 years ago. Your destiny is to be a teacher on YouTube. And when I chose this, it happened. And then, okay, now I realize, okay, that's what I got to do right now. So I'm doing it. And might as well, you know, I read a lot of Stoic philosophy <laughs> this year. And there's one metaphor which I really like, which is, you know, life is a wagon that is going and you're tied to it, to this wagon. Now you can try to resist, but it's gonna pull you anyway. So it's your choice whether you're resisting and the wagon is pulling you or you're walking willingly and having a good time. So how you walk is up to you. The fact that you're tied to this wagon called life um, and, and it's going in a certain direction which you do not control, that's not up to you. But how you walk, you can walk and have a smile on your face and you know, it's going to be less drag on your neck if you do not try to resist. So I think this is one of the core things that I'm not trying to resist anymore. Um, and as I said, it's really, really improved my quality of life. Um, so that's that. Um, the other thing is, after I went through all of this internal transformation, I'm no longer motivated to just grow. I realized, oh, I don't necessarily need to grow. <laughs> I've got everything I need. Uh, I don't need more money. It does not. Uh, previously, by the way, before I bought a house, I was motivated by money. I needed money. 
because real estate in Tel Aviv is super, super expensive and the rate, the prices were going up all the time. And I was always playing catch up with the prices. So I couldn't buy a house. I was like, I have to be rich so that I can buy a house. Now I bought a house. Yes, I have a mortgage and I need to pay it. Sure. But I don't necessarily need more. I don't need to be significantly richer than I am right now. I'm I'm, I'm living my rich life and I'm happy and I, I have everything that I need. Um, and I feel like a lot in, in Flux specifically, a lot of time, you know, I had a business coach uh, that worked with me for five years now, Rob, um, which I love. We were always talking about how to grow the business and do more courses and do more content. And now I realized I don't necessarily need more courses uh, if there's this course that I need to do, I will do it, but I just want to make sure that we have the best courses, right? If I need to teach Webflow, let me just make sure that this Webflow course is so good. If we are going to teach Figma, let's make sure that this Figma course is just so good. Um, and instead of being in this race that I've been on for the last few years of I need to grow, what can I do to grow? What can I do to grow? Now I can kind of, kind of switch gears and say, I want to focus on quality. Um, so I don't need to run anymore. I can just, you know, sit down and think, how can I make things better? How can I make better content? How can I make better courses? How can we give better service to our students? Um, so this is basically my focus and the, the, the focus in Flux for the next year. It's going to be quality. I want to improve everything that we're, we're doing. Uh, I also realized because of this that I probably don't need to spend so much money on a business coach. Because again, it was very, I was spending a lot of money uh, trying to help me grow the business. But if I don't want to grow the business anymore, it doesn't make sense for me to pay a business co coach to try to help me grow it, uh, which is a very big thing for me. Again, I was working with Rob for like five years. It's probably like the person who knows me, me and my business most at this point. So it's kind of like a big decision for me to say, you know what? I don't think that I need to grow the business anymore. Um, so that's a, a weird, weird call. Um, as I said, uh, the fact that I realized that my team is so amazing and that they can do things, um, that was just amazing realization uh, in general, by the way, we got so much love and support after everything that happened. Um, I got probably like a thousand messages, uh, emails, DMS, tweets, uh, sending love and support after the tragedy that we had, which was just amazing. Um, I saw a lot of people, you know, on social media, there can be a lot of negativity and this is a complex situation. Uh, so, you know, I could foresee a lot of hate coming my way, um, but we got nothing but love, which was like amazing, amazing, amazing. And not only online, like the people here around us, our friends and family um, really stepped up for us. Um, it just shows how important it is uh, to have amazing community around you. It's really, really, when you need it, this is probably the most important thing because um, everything else becomes meaningless. So the people around you, it's just so important. Um, so as I said, now that I realize that my team is great and they're doing great, 
um, and they can do great without me. I want to try to take more time off. Um, not because I don't want to work. As I said, I'm excited about work and I've got work lined up for me for the first half of this year and I'm excited to do it. But also my kids are at a great age right now. They're six and nine. Um, I'm planning on a kind of like a long, hopefully road trip in the summer with them. So I'm excited about this now now that I feel confident that the business can work even if I'm away for a couple of months. Uh, so hopefully I can do that uh, next year. Yeah, and the, the, the best thing I think that really happened to me, um, and again, this is thanks to Rob for helping me realize this, um, is that basically I've made it. I don't need to keep running away after something that I need to achieve or to prove to somebody else. I basically, I have everything I need. I have an amazing business that I love. I have an amazing family. I've got money to do the things that I want to do. I live in a place that I love, you know, um, in a great house. So yeah, I, I can still work and I can still even put deadlines for myself to, to, you know, to push through and I can push myself, but it's like pushing yourself in the gym, right? When you're trying to, you know, lift, you know, heavier weights or something like this, you don't need to stress about it. It's difficult and you can challenge yourself, but it's, you don't need to stress about it because you're doing it for fun, right? I'm playing the game of business. I'm playing the game of YouTube. I'm, I'm playing the game of online education. So I'm going to try to win because it's a fun game. I'm going to try to do better. Um, but I don't need to stress about it because I realize, yeah, that there's no reason to stress about it. Um, yeah, so this is, I'm ending this on a, on a positive note in which I'm kind of like, I'm very zen right now. I'm in the moment, I'm doing what I need to do. I'm happy about the work. I'm happy about our plans for next year. I'm not so much stressing about whether we'll make more money. Yeah, we need to be profitable. Uh, otherwise it's a, it's a problem, right? Uh, otherwise we can't pay, otherwise we can't invest, we can't innovate. So we need to, we need to maintain, we need to run the business in a reasonable way, but I don't have to run away from it. I don't have investors. I didn't promise anybody that, oh, we, we have to double our revenue or whatever. Um, so that's it. I think I'm in a, I'm in a good place. Um, and the business is in a good place. We've got an amazing team and, um, yeah, yeah. I'm very, very happy about that. Okay. Let me dive into the comments. If you have any questions about what I've been sharing, rather not about war and uh, like personal stuff like that, but about the business and things with business related, um, drop them in the comments and let me try to address some of them. A WordPress or a Webflow is not a question I'm going to tackle today. <laughs> There's many videos I did about that, uh, but let's see. Um, tips for starting a web design in 2024. There's a video coming up dedicated on that. So we'll, you'll get all of this, uh, you'll get all of this on the content from uh, Paul, it's true. You've gathered an amazing team at Flux. Yes. Um, Paul, are you thinking of updating your Figma course run? Yes, definitely. Because every uh, we've got basically a cycle, right? That every year or or year and a half, 
Usually with software, they release so many updates that it's worth creating a new version. Also, we take the feedback from the courses, uh, from what we've learned, and we use it to create um, a new course. That being said, specifically on the Figma, and I just, you know, now my wife shared the refund rates with us, so we've got kind of like reasonable refund rates. But the Figma course specifically is the course with the least amount of refunds, which basically means it's super high quality and it's really a great course. So yes, we will, but probably not very soon. We just released it. Um, so yeah, um, maybe in a year or so. Uh, Noel, my biggest struggle right now is mastering design. As you know, my plan is to just keep working on it every day, currently doing the core design skills. That's the right approach, my friend. Uh, do you think the digital marketing web design niche is becoming saturated? I think it was always saturated, but what I think is that because things are changing, as in there's new tools and new ways of doing things, there's going to be a, you know, people who've been at the top and maybe are keep, keep on doing things the old way, they're going to drop and there's going to be new opportunities for people to get to the top. So it has always been saturated, but now there's opportunity to step up and win uh, and win in these categories. Uh, thank you, Joyce, wishing blessing for you and your family. Thank you so much. You too as well. Um, let's see what else we had here. All right. Okay, so um, I think with that, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you all for joining my rambling, my yearly rambling thing. Uh, I enjoy doing them. There's probably no business sense in me doing them, but I enjoy doing them. So that's that. Hope you have a fantastic, happy new year, happy holidays, whatever it is that you're celebrating. Um, and I will see you next year with more content and uh, better everything. See you there. Bye-bye.